All right, here we go. Another episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well and doing safe and staying healthy out there. Keep your fingers crossed as I record this uh, episode. Fingers crossed that uh, things go well. I've had some technical issues for the last couple days, and so unfortunately I haven't been able to get the episode out on time. And, uh, and when I wanted to, and, um, it's just been a challenge the last couple of days. It's like, I don't know, it's been interesting, it's been a crazy week as far as that goes. And so I apologize, um, for not having this out yesterday, but also I just say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It means a lot to me. Um, it really does. And I appreciate it so much. And I know that, um, you know, it's at times it's been kind of difficult, I guess, or some of the um, episodes maybe not have, have been as, as good as they could have been. And uh, it seems like even though I'm going into my th- the third year going into 2023, it seems like that I still have a lot to learn and, and make a lot of mistakes, unfortunately. And, and so I just appreciate you, you um, still listening to the podcast, even though sometimes it's pretty... Um, it's pretty clunky, maybe, or not the best um, from a production standpoint. And to make it, like I said, I make a lot of mistakes. And and my goal and my plan is to is to make continue to make improvements, make it better, make your experience better as a listener, and um, provide content that um, is valuable and interesting and entertaining to you. Uh, so that's kind of one of my, I guess, goals for the the twenty three and twenty twenty three, and and seeing what we can do kind of go from there well here we are again today on a in a situation i guess a financial situation where individuals are being have been defrauded and it i think it you, i'm hoping that it will be unraveled properly um that this will be investigated properly and and the truth will be be told about the situation if you're not familiar with it it's with the um cryptocurrency uh, exchange of FTX and um, how that um, bottom line is, is that they've defrauded um, a lot of individuals of um, thousands and if not maybe tens of thousands or a hundred thousand or more dollars, depending upon, I guess, their investment level. But there is this this widespread um, defraudment of, of many people. And Again, here we are at the base of of um, greed, the base of power, and just the idea of um, you know just taking taking advantage of people and um, being in power and uh, you know having the opportunity just to abuse those that you were trying to. Um, take care of his customers, a Ponzi scheme, more or less, and in the in the end, and even that the idea of even some money laundering where you're, you're seeing money given to the Ukraine from the United States for a quote-unquote war that they're involved in with Russia, and then finding that they're taking those dollars and investing them back into F, FTX and, and quote-unquote buying um or purchasing or investing in cryptocurrency, but taking that money then and funneling it back to Democratic uh, candidates. Um, and so, you know, I think there's a lot more of that. And, and what you're seeing 
on the surface right now, I guess from most folks is that it, they're trying to point the finger to and say that, you know, it's a, it's a cryptocurrency. It's, it's fraudulent. It's, it's wrong. It's, you know, it's not good. And so you're finding that being the, what they're trying to point their finger to. And that's not the case. It is not the case. It's not a cryptocurrency issue. Um, but what you're seeing is this is the government trying to push again for them to be able to kind of control it, have their fingers in it and trying to manipulate, you know, what's going on with it. When all along, it's really just them, you know, needing to cover up tracks um, because of this money flowing through Ukraine back to FTX and then on to the Democrats. And it was documented that um, SBF there, Sam, the the main individual, the head person there, you know, was the second um, largest donor to the Democrats in the midterms of 2022. And so this money had to be coming from somewhere and more, more like most likely it's coming out of um, the organization of FTX. I think that it was a tune of 35 or 38 billion, or I'm sorry, million dollars that he, that he had um, contributed to him. So uh, don't be distracted. Do, you know, look into some reliable sources if you want to find more out about it, but this is just pure greed. You know, just that pure greed and this, that um, idea of, again, being in power um, and being corrupt, corruption. You know, the bottom line is corruption. They covered it up. Um, And now there's many, many folks that are, you know, that have lost a bunch of money because they filed bankruptcy. So yet to be seen, you know, if they're how how they're held accountable there at FTX. And also, will these folks recover the money that they have? have lost. So we'll see. But kind of on the same vein, it's kind of interesting though, where you're seeing more people upset and angry with um, Elon for, again, his continued um, you, uh, ownership or leadership in Twitter and making changes within the organization, weeding out the poison, weeding out the the um, negative individuals, those that are, um, you know, dragging down the overall morale and, and, and making disparaging comments about him publicly and, and the company publicly. And people are more upset about that and him letting people go with his own, within his own organization. There are people more upset with him than they are with, uh, you know, Sam over here at FTX. And that just tells you where we're at right now. You know, because earlier on, Elon was, you know, kind of their poster child because he was big on, you know, he was big on the the green vehicles or the, you know, energy efficiencies and, you know, having the battery operated car. And so therefore, and he was the man for them for a long, long time. But as he, as they um, started, as he started to kind of um, express his opinions about business and, and then buying Twitter, you know, they no, he no longer fit their narrative and the story that they're trying to spin. And so when he bucked up against them, you know, the, the liberal left, then he became more upset or they became more upset, I should say. And now he's not their poster child so much. So now they want to bang on him all the time because he makes business decisions. What's, ba- what's best for, for his organization, what's best for Tesla, what's best for Twitter. And that's his, you know, right as a, as that business owner and as the, as a leader of that organization. 
But yeah, you know, they want to, and he's, you know, again, he's rich and he's wealthy and they consider him to be successful. And so they want to tear him down because of that. You know, they want to make, you know, negative comments about him. But yet you've got politicians who are, are um, millionaires and multimillionaires. And, and yet, you know, where's the, where's the hatred for that? You know, so it's selective hatred on on these so-called rich people because, again, if they buck against their narrative, then they're going to go after them. And, again, with Sam here of FTX, again, here's a guy that, you know, that is defrauded millions or uh, many people. I don't know exactly how many, but, it's, you know, many, many people. And yet they're going to look the other way because somehow he's connected back to donating to the Democratic Party. And so, therefore, we're going to turn a blind eye to that. So it's kind of interesting, and that was brought up today too, on Twitter, is where somebody mentioned that it's like, what you know, why are you banging on Elon so, when he hasn't done anything nearly as as bad as what um, is going on at FTX? And I don't like this to be political. I don't want to. I don't want to do that uh, regularly, at least. But I, I think from time to time, it's important to bring out those things that are like this and, and point out that hypocrisy and point out the the um greed and you know those that are um taking advantage of people you know the corruption that's what i was looking for and point out that corruption no matter who or what or when or why or where you know it needs to be brought to life and it needs to be investigated and needs to be looked into and also a a few weeks ago i talked a little bit about some of the negative uh things that were being uh, put out there concerning, uh, you know, solar energy and wind energy and, and whatnot. Um, and here's another article on that. <clears throat> uh, this is, um, again, uh, good old Tyler Durden there um, with his articles that he likes to write. Um, and I'm drawing a blank again on, the, on his um, site. Zero Hedge, geez, Zero Hedge. Uh, Tyler Durden, Tuesday, November 15th. Believe it or not, another solar energy company has gone bust. This time is one of the largest in England's. Tukin Energy Holdings uh, One Limited, based in Essex, Southern England, has gone into administration after racking up a whopping half a billion pounds in debt, according to a new Bloomberg report. The company owns 53 solar farms across the country and had borrowed uh, 655 million euro uh, from Thurrock council over the cal- over the course of four years to try to to try and finance I'm sorry the expansion the report notes it says that um, the Thurrock council has since appointed administrators to try to sell off the farms and return some of the cash to the council the liquidation supposed to maximize recovery for taxpayers the current leader of the council said administrators at interpath advisory had been Appointed uh, to the company to help manage and liquidate its portfolio. It says ultimately the investment could wind up causing taxpayers 200 million euro, according to the uh, follow-up reporting. And they're trying to um, reduce some of their debt. But here again, you know, these things in normal circumstances where things aren't being... I guess, uh, supported additionally by the government through credits, uh, 
or any government through credits, you know, normally the capitalism, if it's a good product, it'll take off and go on its own. But here again, here we are with, you know, they're talking about these solar farms trying to expand and it's just not cost effective. It isn't cost effective and you're seeing it right here play out. And, and I'm all for those things. I'm all for the, you know, conservation. I'm all for energy efficiency. But within the reason of, is the product good on its own? Does it, you know, it, if it, like I said before, if it needs subsidies, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It's not good if it needs to rely on subsidies or some kind of other government assistance. I would love to see us be able to, to, to harness that solar energy. Yeah, it's natural. It's naturally occurring, obviously. But if it's not cost effective, if it's not cost effective to operate it, then it doesn't make sense until it is. And right now, natural gas, fossil fuel, it's effective. It's cost effective. And it's becoming uh, less of an issue uh, environmentally. And they've made a lot of improvements with it. And to me, it's no different, like I've said before, than, than what it takes to uh, generate the resources, the minerals that is to, to create batteries or to create uh, solar panels. And the same thing with the, with the knock on the wind energy. And I won't re- repeat all that stuff right now, but, you know, go back and, and listen to those, uh, those in that podcast. Do the research. And it'll be interesting to see. But again, another example. These are proven examples of things that have gone wrong because the investment in these um, products that are supposedly green energy just don't pan out. And it's not as effective as what they say. Or claim. Well, I'm going to end things there. Hopefully this works out. Hopefully I can get this episode to save. And and again, I appreciate it. Stay wealthy. Wealthy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. And until next time.